Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Winston Preparatory School is a leading school network for students with learning disabilities. Learn more about Winston Prep and register for an open house at www. WinstonPrep.edu. Raymond Keating joins us now. Raymond Keating is an economist, and he has something that he wants to bring to our attention. Uh, there's a new law that's apparently been proposed, and this new law, Mr. Keating says, and he wants to alert us, will hurt us as individual consumers because in the end it's going to make these huge credit card companies uh, cut down on these very lucrative points um, offerings that end up putting a lot of money back into the pockets of ordinary American citizens. Raymond Keating, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hello. Hi. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. So, you know, Mr. Keating, I know that you're a chief economist for the Small Business and Entrepreneurship Council. I actually want to thank you for bringing this to our attention. Tell us what's going on. Sure. It's... um Legislation that's being proposed, and it, it kind of fo- it, it follows on a law that was passed back in 2010 that um, put regulations and price controls on debit cards. So now they want to do the same thing with credit cards. And the problem is, is that um, to economists such as myself, when government steps in and does this, there are going to be increased costs. So how is the, you know, how is the private sector going to respond? And what happened with debit cards is debit card rewards went away. Free checking for a lot of people, including small business owners, uh, really disappeared. So we have that situation with debit cards. And now, unfortunately, we see that certain legislators in Washington want to do the same thing with credit cards, right? Put routing regulations in and price controls So that's going to put a whole host of things at risk, including credit card rewards programs, and not just for consumers, but also for small businesses. I mean, I'm not just chief economist with this with the Small Business and Entrepreneurship Council. I have my own small business as well. And, you know, for example, cash back rewards are a big benefit for me and for a lot of small business owners. So those things are being put at risk. That's the bottom line. So. And so you're saying it's not an obvious straight line that the senators who are passing this, they ostensibly think they're doing a good thing for the consumer. But what you're saying is having watched this behavior, the consequence of this bill is one of these things where you have to look at the law of unintended consequences and it's actually going to be bad for the consumer. Yeah, that's we economists are in the business of looking at the law of unintended consequences. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And and that's 
what often happens uh, in the political sphere is that you 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 see a law proposed legislation come along. It sounds great. Wow. You know, government's going to step in and control interchange fees. And those are the fees that are charged for, you know, every time you had a transaction with your credit card and so on to cover the networks and security and things like reward program and so on. Rewards program. So at first, people are like, yeah, that sounds great. But then, you know, what are the ramifications? What are the consequences? Um, so, for example, credit card rewards programs will be put at risk. Also, from a small business perspective, you know, starting up and and operating a small business is a very high risk endeavor. So sometimes it's very hard to get credit. So you'll see small business owners turn to their credit cards, right? Very they much. they use very them to start up businesses. For example, yes. during the pandemic, we did a survey, and 87% of businesses um, saw uh, a benefit to starting up because of electronic payments. 63% use them, credit cards for day-to-day operations. So the bottom line is all these things are going to be put at risk. And so explain again, we're chatting with Raymond Keating. So first of all, we should just talk about some data. Uh, according to what I read, $68 billion a year goes back into American pockets as a result of these credit card awards programs. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Absolutely. Those benefits go to consumers, and those benefits, as I said, many much of it goes to small business owners. So, yeah, again, significant for the average family's pocketbook, significant for a lot of small business owners in terms of handling their day-to-day costs. And so why does a bill that cuts down on these Fees? Are you talking about making it so that credit cards can't charge 5% or 4% to the small retailer who's using the credit card? Is that, is that what they're trying to cut down on? What are they trying to cut down on? Right. These are those, the, the interchange fees. Those are those fees that retailers pay when somebody uses their credit card, right? And it's largely large retailers that are pushing for this. Um, and what you saw with oh, debit cards is... okay. Yeah. So you saw, you saw the... the the, the interchange fees come down for large businesses with debit cards. But what happened is, again, a prog- programs were eliminated that provided help, slower, I mean, lower rates for small businesses. Guess what? Those went away. So, again, you have to look at all of the possible consequences to actions like this. And you were saying that the money that the credit companies use to fund a lot of these rewards programs come from these interchange fees. So therefore, you're concluding that if the interchange fees are mandated to go down, the fact is the big box retailers will uh, win because they'll have more money in their pocket. But without that fund of money to go back into these incentives for small businesses and individuals to use the credit cards, then the rest of us end up worse off. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That, yep. That, you summarized it very well. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. That's, you know, again, when government steps in and does this, they're, you know, the private sector is going to react to when government comes in and imposes these costs or forces down revenues, you know, however you want to look at it. So they're going to be, you know, how are the companies going to deal with it? And unfortunately, what you see on this front are rewards programs get reduced or eliminated altogether. As I said, free checking went away for a lot of people. Um, you know, small business benefits disappeared. So, yeah, there are very real consequences. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we should remember, we should always remember that the bulk of the American economy is and continues to be small businesses. That's the bulk. I mean, we tend to talk about these big box stores because we all know them. But the reality right. is that America survives on the back of small businesses. America is, when you look at the data, the United States economy very much is a small business economy. And it doesn't really matter what industry you look at, whether it's manufacturing or retail and everything in between. The overwhelming number of businesses in each sector are small, mid-sized businesses. And that's because we're still basically a country of entrepreneurs. So many people still want to start their own. Even during COVID, the numbers were staggering. In Connecticut, which tends to lag, uh, considering how educated we are and and frankly, how rich Connecticut is as a state, uh, we did incredibly well. We had more people start businesses during COVID than at any time in the prior decade and a half. So, you know, yeah, we're when still, you look still the, a country the new, of starters. Yeah. Yep, the new business application numbers are off the charts when you look at where they are now. People that are applying, right, filing to, to possibly start up a business, they're far above, post-pandemic, they're far above where they were pre-pandemic. Yeah. So, Ray Keating, let me just, as long as I've got you on, though, I just wanted, to me, the elephant in the room, we're talking a little bit around the circle, because to me, the elephant in the room has to do with the enormous um, leverage and influence of the credit card companies themselves in having passed a federal law that supersedes all of our state usury laws when it comes to the loan sharking interest rates that are approximately 30% for people that don't pay their credit card bills on time. And how they made this happen to me is a disgrace. And I say this as a lawyer a disgrace because most of our state laws do not allow borrowing anywhere near that amount. It's called usury. As a matter of law, it's, uh, it's illegal. But the federal government allowed this law to be passed that preempted all of our state laws and still allows us to have to pay up to 30% in interest. And I wonder, as somebody who's an economist who looks at this, what do you think about this? And is there any advocacy, hap- adv- advocacy happening to give people a break from these crazy high interest rates? Yeah, I don't know the the law specifically that you're talking about. So, I, and um, I do. you know, I, and I also yeah. un, I understand yeah. that um, you know the risks involved with credit cards are very high. So you're going to have higher interest rates. So that's one part of these various parts of this equation. And I said I'm a little bit at a disadvantage here, but I, I think um, so. You have to keep those risks in mind, but also I think the key here is to you know, interest rates in general 
Um, we need to keep, you know, we've had the Federal Reserve doing this bizarre thing where they're, they're going to fight inflation by trying to slow the economy. Well, we already have kind of a slow economy. So this is not the way to do it. And unfortunately, you've seen the Fed pushing up interest rates recently. So I think that does come into the equation. So I think we would we would benefit from having, you know, sounder monetary policy and interest rate policy from the Fed. But in terms of that particular federal law, I, I don't I can't speak to it because I just don't yeah. know enough. OK, well, you know, I do because I've studied this and essentially just to let everybody know, you know, most state laws say that you can charge interest rate in a private transaction, a private contract of maybe up to, I think, 20 percent is the highest in some states. And after that, you're considered a loan shark. It's not legal as a matter of enforceability of contract. What happens is the federal government um what happened is the credit card companies knew that they were surpassing this with their 29.99% interest rates. So they went to the federal government and they got a national law passed. And they got a judge to say that because it was a national law, it superseded all of the state laws. End of story. And that's why credit cards get an exemption that other lenders don't get. That's why credit cards are allowed to charge up to 30% interest. And if they were only incorporated in state X or Y, they would not be allowed to. But they're federally chartered. They know exactly what they're doing. And to my mind, it is, it is, a, it is, it is gross. It is just a gross overreaching for people. Yeah, well, the, the one thing I could say in response to that from a small business perspective is, you again, looking at costs. Right? You're always trying to control costs. So that's why you have to look at what credit card you might be using, right? What, what is the interest rate? And then making wise decisions in terms of what actually makes sense in terms of starting up and growing your business and, you know, looking at those costs and seeing how, you know, it all balances out. So that's, you listen, that interest rates, just like the cost of supplies, uh, the cost of labor, all things that, that small business owners should be paying attention to. Absolutely. Raymond Keating, thank you for bringing this attention, this to our attention. We appreciate it very much, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Lisa. Take care. Pleasure. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% 
20% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 